So when we come out of this lockdown around the world, I think e-commerce, digital business, e-health, e-education, and everything to do with the digital will happen. And that will change the world for the future. The future is going to be fully digital. And for young people like you who are born in that uh, digital era, and you possibly were born with a cell phone in their hands, <laughs> it's a remarkable time to be. have a very special guest joining us today. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Awesome. Can you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, loud and clear. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this and being, uh, being coming on our Instagram live. I know this is the first time that um, you're doing an Instagram live. So it, it's an honor to uh, that you've chosen to do it with us. Um, yeah. uh, you, you clearly need no introduction. Um, today, our guest is Mr. Mohandas Pai. Um, but for those, uh, we have a lot of international members uh, who, have, who are part of our community. So for those um, of you who may not know him, I'm going to read out his bio. Um, Mr. Mohandas Pai is a Padma Shri Award winner. He was the former CFO and board member at Infosys. Um, he was also the co-founder, and this is the thing that I find the most um, interesting about him, of Akshaya Patra, um, which is the world's largest midday meal program. Um, and um, it's, it's such a proud thing that um, it, it's an Indian, in, we, we were able to pull off such an initiative in India. Um, he works, uh, Mr. Mohandas Pai works with the government um, uh, actively. He's a board member of SEBI um, and he's part of the National Stock Exchange of India. Um, he is a prolific angel investor, part of some uh, incredible Bangalore-based and in Indian startups that you guys might know of. I'll let him expand and talk about some of his uh, startups that he's mentoring. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm going to hand it over to you. Uh, okay. just before, before that, I just wanted to say that, um, we wanted to keep the tone of this. Um, I'm sure you get, you get asked a lot of financial questions, a lot of questions about startups. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure the audience would want to have those kind of questions, but I wanted to keep the message, uh, positive today. Talk about how you're spending your time at home, um, and just keep it very lighthearted. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, it's the first time in my life, and I've been around for some time, that I actually spent one month in my home without going out. Uh, because wow. uh, we started this sometime around uh, March 10, and it's nearly mm -hmm. a month now. Uh, because yeah. in Bangalore, we had the lockdown much earlier. We shut our offices. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been pretty good. I've not missed going out because <laughs> I have a good schedule. <laughs> uh -huh. We are connected digitally. So yeah. I, I go to my gym in the house in the morning and the evening. Mm -hmm. uh, in between, of course, three meals a day. My poor wife has to take care of me. And it's a bit <laughs> sad because there's nobody at home uh, to help. And, uh, you know, I don't know how to cook or do anything. I'm a total novice, hopeless fellow. So she has to take care. And, uh, of course, do your email, uh, talk to people, conference calls write some articles. I've been mm -hmm. writing articles on the economic stimulus for India, on uh, what we need to do to reconstruct India after this whole thing gets over, etc. So mm -hmm. it's been good fun talking to old friends and catching up. And funnily enough, no stress because of no commute. Even though my office yeah. was just next door, I used to walk half a kilometer to my office. You know that next down, Safina Plaza and Miller's Road. You know yes, that. definitely. Uh, but, uh, 
but now you know i mean it, it, it's been it's been quite good and i feel more healthy much better and i'm wondering why i didn't do it earlier <laughs> yeah it, it's it's incredible even with me i feel like i've been so productive and um i've i've really been enjoying this time which yeah. which is initially when it started off it was quite the opposite i was scared what am i going to do uh, uh, if once i'm stuck at home yes azan and you know is is incredible because i think uh, this lockdown around the world will change people's habit in a very remarkable manner you know you are the generation that is uh, the instagram generation i am the earlier generation for me twitter i'm i'm not on facebook too let me tell you i don't like facebook i'm okay. on uh, well you know i'm i'm on twitter and email so is the world you're ve- you're very active on twitter i keep following you yes i'm very active on twitter and uh, you know twitter is good fun because you can bash up people before you go to bed <laughs> <laughs> and share the news and quarrel with the whole world and uh, Uh, also you see uh, people's habit will change primarily because uh, people are used to being in the digital world now you folks are lucky because you work with your mobile you do everything online and you have a lot of people with whom you uh, you know interact you know how to do things but for many uh-huh. other people maybe uh, 75% of humanity this is a time when they're going fully digital so when we come out of this lockdown round the world i think e-commerce digital business e-health e-education and everything to do with the digital will happen and that will change the world for the future the future is going to be fully digital and for young people like you who are born in that uh, digital era and who possibly were born with a cell phone in their hands <laughs> it's a remarkable time to be because this is your future and when the inflection point like this happens in society by force or otherwise and then the whole thing changes so you are at a great advantage and you're going to see a huge bust of innovation happening in the digital world undeniably what are some of the sectors sir that you think will be um the first to um to kind of get disrupted and to to benefit from this shift onto this digital um um wave that you're talking about i think the biggest sector in my mind funnily enough will be entertainment because please remember Uh, all around the world people do have money they want entertainment and there's a huge amount of content that's happening many many people performers are coming on to the web and they have their own youtube channel they're on instagram they're all of the place tiktok is yeah. taken off <laughs> and tiktok is i don't know whether it's funny or crazy or whatever it is people uh-huh. want to see that do you have a tiktok sir no no i'm not on tiktok i not I get yet. once in a while <laughs> no, no i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be Uh, uh-huh. I, th- i think it is very short term you know it is very short um, mm-hmm. and um, i th- i think i think i think entertainment is going to be there and e education i think online education is going to take off in a big way because people will find that the classical education is very expensive and you don't have to spend 4 years in college and get stuck to one single college with all the courses online yeah. you can do many courses change what you want go to different universities get all the mm-hmm. credits so that's going to be mm-hmm. a big disruption and health mm-hmm. too is going to be a disruption because you can easily talk to doctors everybody when you want some consulting and there a lot mm-hmm. of material on the web and doctors are now getting used to this and uh, from the government side e governance will uh, take off because now people and government understand they can interact uh, digitally in a very big way and of course e-commerce because i think e-commerce is going to penetrate every part of our lives Uh, because people are finding that is not worth traveling long distances 
unless you've got nothing else to do, is not worth going to some aisles and uh, trying to pick stuff. Of course, there is shopping therapy for many people. It's therapeutic <laughs> for many people who want to go shopping, spend some time because they feel that is very relaxing. But for mm -hmm. many people who are busy uh, getting food at home and doing many things, I think, you know, 25, 30, 40 percent of all activity we do as normal human beings will be digital for the large part of the population. People like you, it could be 70, 80 percent. I mean, if you go to China and I've been going to China, uh, two generations, maybe don't know, one and a half generation of people have grown up uh, using WeChat and everything else. It's remarkable how they operate, how they work. Because China has yeah. got a whole lot of young people who have grown mm -hmm. up on Baba and Beidu and uh, WeChat and, uh, you know, Tencent. So they, they, they're very different compared to everybody else. The reading is uh, digital, uh, you know, they, they, they share everything and they interact and uh, they live very differently. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Um, let's explore some of these areas that you spoke about. You said... Um, the uh, entertainment was one of the biggest sectors that you thought would get this, um, uh, we'll, we'll see this whole wave of digitization. But do you see Indian, Indian startups, Indian companies actually um, standing a chance with players like Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. Now there's a new startup called Quibi that's coming in. Um, are, well, you know, you know let's, let's, remember, let's remember one thing. Uh, content is basically dependent upon creativity. There is a company in India called Pocket Aces. Uh, pocket Aces in Mumbai, where we have an investment enough, you know, it's a good company there in Bangalore too. And uh, they got some of the top hits, little things, uh, little things and top hits, uh, which is running on Netflix. So these become okay. OTT platforms. Netflix is pouring billions of dollars in creating content and they're uh -huh. trying to buy all the content. So the industry will now go to content creators. Many of them, filmmakers will create content, content for Netflix. But over a period of time, investors will come in and try to create their own content and license it to Netflix. So we are going to see a lot more digital content coming up, digital entertainment coming up. And for young people who are very creative, they can make do with low cost. Because today, uh, using uh, digital media, the cost of doing all this content has crashed. And you can see that happening. For example, yeah. uh, I don't think anybody in your generation watches TV anymore. <laughs> you yeah. don't watch TV, you watch videos, yeah. right? I don't know whether mm -hmm. you people read newspapers at all. <laughs> you know? So I've ever read a newspaper. So yeah. that is, and today in uh, 20 days, there were new newspapers. And I think uh, people are going to online to get all the content. When that happens, there'll be a lot of individual stars will come up. On YouTube, mm -hmm. there are many individual stars. There'll be lots yeah. of people who will come and create content. But it's a very mm -hmm. hard business. And mm -hmm. uh, monetization is a bit difficult. So you've got to find ways of monetizing. But mm -hmm. there are many startups who are going to musicians, getting their music out, uh, putting it on their portal and trying to monetize. And I, I think the subscription economy will to uh, take up. But a lot of people are going to get hurt. That means the old yeah. big firms are going to get hurt uh, because if you spend three, four billion dollars and you put it on OTT and you're not going to go to the cinema theaters and pay eight dollars, twenty four dollars to watch a movie and collect so yeah. much of money in the yeah. first um, few weeks, uh, yeah. then you're going to be in trouble. So I think we're going to see a sea change and there's going to be mm -hmm. greater variety. Ultimately, in all areas, it seems like the consumer wins. Well, the consumer wins, but remember that uh, uh, somebody has to pay. All right. Right now for Netflix, the investors are paying. 
netflix is yeah. making losses some investors mm. are paying in the hope that it'll take off so somebody mm-hmm. is paying somewhere and tomorrow you find that uh, is not viable anymore then the models will change no definitely i agree um i'm going to i'm going to start reading out a couple of audience questions because they're really okay. piling up um raina okay. uh, who's a good friend of mine is asking about restaurants shifting to cloud kitchens and your thoughts on that well i think uh, restaurants some restaurants will shift to cloud kitchen the models will be three or four ways first of all um, restaurant will be a virtual restaurant going to a cloud kitchen to create their own menu and sell so you won't have a physical location you'll have a virtual location but you'll cook in a cloud kitchen that's one second there'll be commodity cloud kitchens which will give churn out dishes in thousands and hundreds of thousands which will uh, sell to you and third there'll be gourmet uh, chefs who'll try to experiment and uh, have their own shows and then send you the food through some cloud kitchens because <coughs> the the fact is uh, all restaurants are not viable so many restaurants uh, closed down because they're not viable people want variety so when you put up a lot of money and people get bored of the same restaurant after 2 years you have to change the menu you have to refresh yeah. uh, here mm. is a way where you can go to a cloud kitchen hide the equipment and you know cook and then change it and go somewhere else and go on changing your menu because in a restaurant yeah. there is ambience there's ambience and people some people are willing to pay for the ambience and there is food and uh, there is a change in menu now food and change in menu can be done through cloud kitchens because you can uh, supply it home and the ambience is something that uh, uh, most people may want it once in a while because you want to take somebody important out to you know give a ring or do something nice or do something <laughs> have a nice bottle of wine or whatever you do to impress uh, you want to go to a swanky restaurant right but there are yeah. too many restaurants as it is so i think the number of swanky restaurants uh, will will remain but a lot of them will go and we're going to see a new model i think there'll be a 35 40% shift in the restaurant business to cloud kitchens no definitely uh, the, uh, just i think th- this week swiggy raised another round of funding Um, yeah but swiggy this was this swiggy, one was for grocery i think yeah but swiggy and zomato are very different because you know they have a national footprint essentially they want to get all the delivery and they're trying to create data and become the key point between the consumer and the restaurant and i think they're playing a very difficult game because in the delivery food delivery business there's no money you can't make money so they have to get a margin from the restaurants and many many people many restaurants become dependent on them then i think they won't like it because you know swiggy can turn uh, the turn the tap off then you're going to be in uh, trouble so swiggy mm-hmm. and zomato are fighting for domination because mm-hmm. both things the winners take all market let's see who is going to go very soon i think they will settle down try to become valuable i mean try to become mm-hmm. uh, viable because the uh, mm-hmm. people don't want to keep pouring money down that big big black hole with the sucking sound definitely do you think amazon's going to enter the space sir i don't think so i mean my view is not because amazon is got lines of business like grocery fresh fruit delivery books etc and uh, the cloud kitchen and everything else is very management intensive it is a capital intensive and management intensive there is so much for amazon to do and also remember cooking fresh food and delivering is not easy mm. because every dish has got to be right it's got to be hygienic it's got to be perfect whereas mm. getting uh, selling packaged commodities and uh, selling even grocery is uh, much easier because cooked food is a different kettle of fish <laughs> maybe yeah. fried fish so i think it's a very different business is very management intensive 
And also, you know, in cloud kitchens, we can't have a standard fare because people want variety, right? When you look at South Indian, you want Malayali, you want Andhra, you want Telugu, you want Kurgi, you want Chetinad in India. There's so much yeah. a variety of food. So a lot of customization. Want, yeah. So that you can't build a scale based on thing. And in a cloud mm. kitchen, standardization will not work beyond a point because the taste, there's no taste in standardization. You want a mm -hmm. very sharp taste, a particular taste, you go to a particular place. For example, when you have a Muslim wedding, the biryani is outstanding. Why is that? <laughs> Slow cooking, large, uh, you know, volumes, you know, it's very different from getting biryani anywhere else, right? But uh, you Definitely. can't recreate it in a cloud kitchen. You can't do that. It becomes very difficult. So I think variety will remain. They will be commodity, commoditized food, which will be there. So I think we're going to shift the model and number of restaurants will come down. Capital costs some more will come down. Very interesting. Speaking of food, we have an audience question um, from uh, Prati, uh, Prati Bashwan, Bash, Bhaji. Uh, she says, what about the agriculture industry? Uh, what kind of a hit do you think it's going to take? Is it going to be drastic? I don't think it's going to be drastic because, uh, you know, people have to eat every day. Yes, probably they will eat uh, less grains. They will eat more protein. People will uh, shift. And I think uh, the fact remains because of climate change. In many parts of the world, things are going to get dry. And it means that agriculture will be more concentrated in certain areas. And I think uh, the challenge with agriculture is that the farmer does not get the right price. So what we'll see in agriculture will be the rise of agri-tax. Agri-tax will connect the consumers to the farmers, uh, like a Daily Ninja in Bangalore, for instance, which buys 1,000 tons of fruits and vegetables a day and delivers it to retailers. 1,000 wow. tons is a lot of fruit and vegetables. They sort it out, they grade it and do it. So I think as far as agriculture is concerned, there will be a shift to exotic foods, exotic vegetables, and there'll be a shift to um, let us say organic food and highly specialized food. Uh, there'll be a shift to natural food, which is not, uh, uh, you know, uh, genetically engineered and organically grown so that people get the kind of fresh food that they want. So the variety will go up. So I think that industry will remain, but it will morph from what it is today to something else. For example, we're going to have vertical farming. Yeah, I was today, just going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you between agroponics, aeroponics, hydroponics, all of these things going on. Do you think there's potential for this in India? I think there's potential for a very important reason. Because like in New York, where you have the largest one of these uh, companies uh, you know, growing these vegetables, uh, if you're very close to the city, logistical problems go away. You can deliver yeah. fresh within three hours, four hours. Then no the pesticide. Costs, the sorting cost and all goes away. This is very yeah. hygienic. You can do it. So I think there will be a shift. Uh, in India, maybe 5-10%, maybe more, to having these vertical factories closer to, uh, closer to uh, you know, the cities and the consumer, but it's going to be expensive because, you know, so these... it's, it's very expensive and it will cater to certain tastes, but it will be, yeah. and it will take away a large uh, segment of it. But it's an interesting thing happening in India. The percentage of people depend on agriculture is coming down. Uh, you know, 15 years ago, 60% of the population of agriculture, now is 43%. Every year, there's a decline of 1% to 2%. India requires not more than 10% of people in agriculture. So like all countries, there'll be a shift of people. So I think mm -hmm. now there'll be larger farms, there'll be more mechanization in the next 10, 15 years. 
as India grows. So agriculture will remain. It will become more specialized, more variety, more organic, uh, more real. And uh, people will like uh, premium products are willing to pay for health and safety. Higher margin items such as lettuce, kale and, and yeah. those kind of things. Because purchasing power is going up and uh, mm. everybody wants to be slim. Today, if you are uh, rich and uh, very, uh, let us say you are rich and uh, you know, uh, you're well known, you want to be very slim, right? About uh, 50 yes. years ago, if you're rich, you're supposed to be plump. Now the poor people in America are becoming very plump and very big because they eat junk food and all uh -huh. the rich guys are becoming extremely slim and most of them don't want to eat at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, all kind of stuff just to live longer. Yeah. Because today we, the world has more millionaires than any point of time in human history. For a millionaire or a billionaire, what is important? Long life. They want to mm. be healthy. They want to have fun at the age of 90. You know what kind of fun they want to have and uh, they want to live that one year longer. They're willing to spend millions and billions to get more life. And for that, this kind of healthy foods, all kind of stuff is uh, going to become very, very uh, available. That's a perfect transition to our next question. Um, Stanley, who lives at the hub, uh, he's involved in, an, uh, in the events industry. So he's asking, how do you think events based companies will cope with the lockdown? Won't it be hard think, for the next few months or uh, say a year to attract customers? I think it'll take a year uh, primarily uh, because, uh, you know, people don't have money. People have lost a lot of money. Revenues have gone away for the month and there's going to be a slow recovery because consumers don't have money. Business enterprises have lost money because uh, no revenues, they have to pay the fixed costs. So I think the events will be slower. It will pick up. There'll be some mega events for which are already funded where people have the event where people need to have. But the number of events that people, everybody had, I feel is going to come down. So the way out is to create events which lead to business, uh, not events which, uh, you know, uh, are just to uh, get people there, make them feel good and have a cocktail and go. But events which lead to business for the people uh, who are organizing the events. Because mm -hmm. events are a great way of marketing. Events are a great way of getting people together in one place. And uh, when people are not consuming and growth is not there, people will want to market. So if you're able to change your tack and realign what customers want today, I think there is a market there. But by the U.S., that is going to be slow for the next one year because many of the event companies too won't get up. They'll, not, they'll disappear because they won't be able to sustain the loss or regroup and get everything else. So I think it's mm -hmm. going to be a difficult time. Uh, speaking of events, so what are your thoughts on uh, what, what the event sector is seeing? Like a startup like us, uh, we're a completely offline, co-working, co-living and event space business. So everything we do involves bringing people physically together. Um, and with the lockdown, we've, we've tried to explore this new concept of virtual events, virtual workshops. What we're doing today, we have about 40 people from all over the world, tuned in live, watching this right now. Uh, more are going to watch it after. Uh, do you think there's scope for this to kind of uh, translate into some form of a business model? Or do you think it's a short-lived thing where uh, people are making the most of a free platform like Instagram to come together and just um, No, but, uh, Azan, but, 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 you know, Azan, remember that uh, people's habits are changing, right? People want variety, people want some specialists, people want some very narrow thing that they want to do and see. So they will see whatever is interesting, whatever they want to do. And uh, for them, 
uh, having events uh, digital, in the digital world will be very, very good uh, because, you know, it's asynchronous. It can be synchronous and asynchronous. Asynchronous means you can store it, they can see it later whenever they've got time. Synchronous mm. means they can come on the particular time and uh, watch it. So I mm. think uh, this will expand, but physical events, I think, will come down. Physical events uh, will come down, and I think that... Uh, uh, that is something that uh, we have to be very careful about because remember uh, the your generation, your generation and my son Pranav's generation, Pranav and Siddharth run the venture capital fund. They're very young, you know. Three four one capital. Become, yeah, three one four capital. So they're going capital. to be the they're going to be the majority in the in the in the in the economic sphere in the next 10, 15 years, right? And when they become the big players and the people like you, uh, they will uh, have the money to spend, right? And who has the money to spend will call the shots. And you want to do things your way, right? You want, don't want to go for too many physical events. You want virtual events. You want specialized events. You want events at particular times. And you want a very wide breadth. So I think what you're doing in the digital world will expand. The physical events where you go and spend a lot of time uh, will diminish because a whole generation of people grew up on that. It is exciting. There's a buzz. You go there. Now, I don't know whether people like you like the buzz and like to go and meet people, wander around and see the crowd and feel excited. I think you get bored after some time because, you know, <laughs> the crowd is all over the place. You're not sure what is happening there. You're not sure what you want to do. And, you know, you want to, you want to, have, you want to touch and feel what you want to do and you can't choose. Because so many things are happening simultaneously. Most importantly, like you mentioned, the traffic getting there itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, you know, Ajahn, uh, my view is that uh, 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 most enterprises will say that 25-30% of the workforce should work from home continuously by rotation, not the same people, uh, so that uh, they learn how to uh, keep ready in case of a crisis. Mm. <laughs> I think it's important because for most of them, uh, the digital world is the future and they have to be prepared. And now there are tools and uh, sites by which you can work uh, remotely uh, very easily with proper security. You know, three, Definitely. four years back, there were not enough tools. The, the bandwidth was very poor and uh, you did not have the software to do that and to connect and to ensure security. Now I think all the things are coming because of uh, new technology by startups. So you're going to see this happening in a big way. It's going to impact the developed world much more because when you're growing one or two percent a year, if over a period of time, a lot more people than what I've been doing, you know, don't come to office, work remotely because of various reasons, uh, it basically means that, uh, you know, basically means that, you know, real estate will not develop, commercial properties will come down. But India will grow after this year, maybe six and a half, seven percent a year. So there'll be tremendous growth in India. So we will not have this problem for at least 10 years. But in the developed mm -hmm. world, there'll be a problem. And of course, I think automobiles will see declining sales in future because of the sharing economy and because the people don't want to commute so much and uh, working models will uh, change. Uh, you know, sale of fuel will come down. Hopefully, mm -hmm. pollution will come down. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, people are actually breathing better air now, staying at home. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> and you're able to see the blue sky. You're able to see the blue no, sky. No, it's, it's, it's amazing because uh, BBC keeps showing uh, aerial maps of China, of India, of different yeah. countries last year versus this year. Yeah. And, and you can see one of the benefits of everybody staying in and everything staying shut is clear skies. So we actually yeah. are getting to breathe cleaner air. Yeah, people are saying the Ganges, the Ganga is becoming, uh, you know, purer and cleaner. 
and in delhi they're saying yeah. that uh, the yamuna is actually has got some good water which i can't believe at all <laughs> i can't believe that <laughs> there's so much happening there but you know uh, but it, it but i think you know this is going to make people rethink their lives i think all this while people's focus was on get more do more get more uh, assets you know accumulate more it is about ownership it, yeah ownership it, now it's about access that, yeah people think do i really need this why do i need more of this why can't i share it and why should i buy it and also what about the environment don't i want a blue sky don't i want fresh air do i want traffic congestion do i want to sit in a car or a vehicle two hours a day people will yeah. dislike that because when you're home today even though you're logged in and you're working from home and it's very difficult to work from home azan because mm -hmm. many people don't have the space in their own homes and when you have family kids and all that is a mess i mean it's not Definitely. easy huh? you go you go mad because you are you're not you don't have enough space for yourself you and i are lucky we have our own home offices whatever it is you have a whole big place all to yourself <laughs> so but uh, you know the people are going to change and that i think is going to impact everything that we do and people will want fresh air fresh water there'll be a premium on good environment i couldn't agree more i think what demonetization did for digital payments in india this lockdown is going to do for remote working and um and and yeah. freelancing and shared economy it's it's going to result in a similar kind of jump like a complete push into that because we've always for the last few years we've had these tools like zoom skype whatsapp instagram but we uh, businesses have never really had the reason to go all in and say okay we're going to try and work from home yeah i think that i think what he says very very right and also for people like us who are much older than you azan you know this virus coming is suddenly raising questions in our mind that you know uh, what is what do you want to do with your life because just imagine you achieved much and you are doing well and suddenly there is a virus that come there is no cure and you will get infected and you're gone what are you going to do so what are the priorities of life so i think yeah. human relationship will improve the your yeah. friends become more valuable family becomes more valuable the things mm -hmm. that you want to do you'll do so you'll spend less time getting more and more acquiring more and more rethink what the purpose of your life i mean you are a young man you are all young people you'll not understand this but for older people i think you know it makes a lot of difference so i'm i'm going to, i think we're going to see a lot more retirement at the top lot more people opting out of the workforce saying look i'm going to uh, do things that i want to do with my life and uh, i'm going to live very differently so i think people will see changes in the habit too no i completely agree with you sir as much as you say what, what you said applies to the older generation i think uh, if you if we've always seen spending as a proportion uh, for millennials is one of their highest categories is on experiences so as yeah. we've realized very early on um, as a, as a generation that we don't we don't know the future is uncertain and now yeah. with remote working coming in i think people are going to push themselves to travel more spend more on experiences they can be sitting on a beach working 4 hours a day getting the job done i think we'll yeah. see all, all of these interesting trends emerge now so it's an the exciting gig, gig economy the gig economy will expand tremendously because then mm -hmm. people can choose the quantum of work they want to do but there is a danger there is no security you're not sure if a job something like this happens there's no work for you there's no social security so you got to make exactly. sure that you have a yeah you have a honey pot somewhere and you are able to survive you know there is a plus and minus yeah yeah
do you think do you think we're going to see some major uh, shifts in terms of protections for these gig economy workers in terms of health benefits um and and other uh, benefits that a full time employee gets i don't think so all around the world because uh, governments and regulations are very unsure in california i think uh, all the gig workers for uber they were they said they're all employees etc but you yeah. must remember that you know uh, a gig worker is a person who decides when she, when he or she wants to work they don't follow any rules about working they have the option to opt in option to opt out Correct. they can uh, work at any point of time they can refuse and come back after one year do what they want so there's a freedom and there's a price to be paid for the freedom but what could happen what could happen is whenever a gig economy person gets paid the law mm -hmm. could change to say what do you pay them a part of it should go into a social security account yes right now you pay them next time if you have to pay them 100 rupees they will say 20 rupees you put into an account in his name and 80 rupees you give it to them so that they will have a kitty as a forced saving and that could work kind of like a pf and esi on a very micro yeah, yeah. payment that, that scale could, that, yeah yeah that could work that could work because you know then they will have the flexibility of working when they want doing what they want and a part of the money will be stored uh, but that's going to drive costs up because remember in the gig economy what you save on social security you try to give to that person and the person who's working thinks that is getting more money but ultimately what is getting is what uh, you know is a, is a, is a uh, total cost of ownership total cost of uh, working Uh, and uh, they may get it in hand but uh, it will not be there for them in the future so the flexibility versus the risk of uncertainty yeah yeah and people will not understand this unless a crisis like this happens because today look at all the uber drivers right look at all the ola drivers they got no work they got no work and no money and all of them live on cash flows every day the cash coming in every week the cash coming in is what keeps them alive and they look forward to work and the whole work disappears for a month two months what will they do 100% um sharanya has a question about the automobile sales which are already down i think the other day i was seeing some uh, statistics um uh, numbers were as high as 85 as low as 85% fall in sales for mahindra i think was the worst hit amongst all auto brands in india um what are your thoughts on the auto sector um do you think electric vehicles is going to be a bigger theme or do you think subscription in terms of leasing vehicles is going to be bigger or is it going to be like shared economy with things like uber ola where you just um where the driver comes and takes you which it's obviously going to be a combination but which one would you place your your chips on you know you know there's a very funny thing that happened in the last sars crisis you know the sars crisis happened in china and other places yeah uh, very soon after that went up automobile sales went up by 60 70% because you know when uh, you're going in a shared vehicle you're not sure of the hygiene of the vehicle you're not sure of the hygiene of the driver you're not sure of the hygiene who has sat there who has done wait in the vehicle etc so you are scared for your safety so people will want uh, individual commute and people who go by buses uh, may say that look i don't want to go by a bus i have got people next to me i don't know who they are i don't know whether the bus is hygienic what is there i want my own vehicle so we could see a increase in car ownership we could see a increase in more traffic it will be bad they will have to do more work from home but i think that could happen very well but the point is uh, i think electric vehicles are a separate category and electric vehicles will take off in the future despite the oil prices being low uh, for a very important reason 
the cost of the electric vehicle is coming close to the cost of a normal car so in terms of higher cost uh, you know in higher cost the cost uh, differential will not be there it will be the same tesla is selling a car for $35000 in other 4 5 years you could get the same car for $20000 because the battery cost could come down the range could improve and there are many technologies coming there and also uh, you know the car is uh, car can be with you longer i mean the tesla can go over 500000 kilometers is a great experience and the people may want it so i think the future is in electric vehicles electric vehicles are going to be cheaper so but the key thing is are electric vehicles going to be part of the sharing economy i believe so because the operating costs are going to be lower and uh, but you know right now i think people most people are unsure whether there'll be a china effect or seeing a increase in personal ownership of cars for some time until uh, people forget about this virus and then uh, settle down and say okay fine i can do the sharing economy and i can do many things and we don't know about public transport and buses because you know people who go in air conditioned bus otherwise they say look i don't want to take the risk for the next 6 8 months or i want a car or whatever it is mm. so you know it is very unsure but the key thing is what you saw in the fall in the fall in sales automobile companies is not real it happened because of some bad circumstances they shift to bharat 6 in fuel and we got Correct. a better fuel now for april 1 and Correct. this uh, lack of sales and change in models etc so i think the last 6 months have been bad so we got to see the next 6 months next one or two years to find out the trend very interesting um guys if you have questions uh, we we can take a few more questions uh eman who works for us has a question she says hello sir due to the pandemic situation the educational sector has also been affected despite institutions conducting virtual classes um still lies the concern of the year being hampered how is manipal so uh, as an institution approaching it and what are your thoughts sir well let me say this i think the entire calendar is getting shifted by 2 months for all over the all over the world i think all countries and especially india the calendar gets shifted for 2 months that means the 10th exam the 12th exams are getting shifted it could happen in june because we are not sure what will happen in april and may and you got to give a lead time and then joining college also gets shifted so i think we're going to have a gap of 2 months or 3 months this year and the calendar will be shifted it will take one or two years to adjust uh, because uh, a year after this possibly the summer holidays could be coming down so that you come to a more normal uh, calendar and all over the world i think most universities will give you enough time to join because they understand that the world is shut down for 60 days and uh, nothing is happening but we are going to see more of online uh, because right now universities including manipal are teaching their students online because technology is available platforms are available manipal has a very very large online education uh, platform uh, you know much of the online degrees are being done on the manipal platform so i think everybody has shifted so in future is going to be online offline and uh, classroom work will be more for uh, discussion or more for uh, project work and i think we're going to have flipped classrooms and so i think the disruption in education will be very very large in the next 5 years we seeing byju suddenly get 6 million uh, new students coming on i mean you know we are we get the first check to byju 7 years ago okay wow. we get the first check so you know uh, wow. so it's very interesting how big byju is the most valuable edtech company in the world now in some bangalore so i think uh, you know we're going to see education shift but the important thing in education is with online coming 
students may actually get more choice. For example, Azan, if you want to do a degree in nuclear science with chemistry and dance and logic and cricket and music, you can't do it today, right? But tomorrow you'll be able to do it because you can go to the best universities offering each of these courses, get a credit, then go to an online university, which will take all that. And uh, provided you have the total number of credits, give you a degree. So I think we're going to see a shift in the online, offline, and a variety of degrees coming up, and the students will have more choice. So he said, but it'll take time in India because India is in a very peculiar situation. The top 20% is very good. The bottom is still very, uh, you know, very slow to change. And the people who come uh, the bottom are many first-time learners. First time in their family, they've been to college. So they require hand-holding and help because they don't have uh, resources in their homes uh, like you and I possibly have or had. So I think we'll see the shift. But in the West, I think the shift will be much, much more rapid. Because students are asking, why should I pay $200,000 for an MBA for one year? Why can't I yeah. do online, offline over three years, pay some $50,000 or $60,000 and do that? Yeah. Why should I spend three years for a degree? Why can't I spend five years doing a degree, three years working and going to class, etc.? So I think we're going to see yeah. many shifts. I agree 100%. My sister was uh, studying in California. When, when all of this happened and uh, her university shut down and they sent her back home. So she's back here. She's doing online classes and she's, she's a little upset. She's like, I didn't get to have my final semester with my friends and all of that. But I'm just thinking um, what differentiates an educational institution like a university from an online um, digital entertainment platform like a Netflix? Because like the way it's moving, they're both essentially becoming the same. The best talent, the best professors or the best content creators can now cater to the, essentially the entire subset of population wanting to consume that type of content. So like one biology teacher, the best one in the world could get paid millions of dollars and teach the entire planet biology. Then what happens to all the other teachers and the way the things used to work before? I had a good question. Ayan, but remember, why do you go to college? Okay. You go to college because the college has got a brand. And you want to get a brand. And the brand will be there with you for all your life. Second, the college creates a network. As an alum, alum of the college, you have a network. And the network becomes powerful as you get older because many doors open for you. Third, you go there for socialization. You go there because you want to spend time with your peers. You want to spend time with your own age group. You want to make boyfriends, girlfriends, and you want to create a network. You want to have fun together. You want to do all the things that you want to do in college, which you read about in books, and other people did it, your parents did it, and you don't <laughs> have to do much better than them, right? And then, of course, you want to go to class too. And for many people like you and many young people, uh, going to class is a corollary. It's not the main way, main thing to do. So you go to class, you do an exam, etc., and you learn. And the learning can be largely offline. It can be online. Uh, you don't have to go to class. You can do your projects. You can do many things else. But this socialization, uh, this brand, network, peer value is very important. And those you will not get online. So that you will so, not get online. And also, I, Ayan, you must remember, you are in the stage of your life, 18 to 23, which is a very important part of your life. You're growing up. Your world vision will be created at that point of view. Your, your view of the world, what you feel, what you think is very important. And you are a social animal. 
so you need socialization you need to meet people you need to talk to people you need to be in groups you need to argue you need to fight you need to debate you need to move around you need to have fun you need to talk to teachers you need to get together that is a inherent human human necessity and if you miss all that you're missing something very important in your life because that phase of life is very very critical for you for your future so that will be required so you require all that so you'll not go the whole way maybe 30 40% will go the online way the balance will still be there because people want to meet and build networks because you're in this space i want to probe a little further sir um, okay the the three or four points you brought up um in terms of the university having a brand do you think that the, the branding power will shift from the university to the content creator like it has uh in in the media industry that's addressing the the branding power the concept of universities in terms of peer exposure i'm taking an online class uh by the american startup is called coursera essentially uh, yeah, a, a similar to byju's so they've created micro communities where you still get the interaction you still have batches and classes where you discuss but the content still comes from one central professor which is being distributed to many micro communities so they're trying to find the best of both world strategy there um do you think that, that these edtech startups can use tricks like these to essentially gain like massive market share and uh, market dominance yeah but they can take but remember i am the scarcity value disappears see for a brand to be there you need scarcity value right why are the most valuable fashion brands scarce and limited editions so suppose you have a harvard business school mba and there are 25000 people doing that course i mean come on the demand is not there for 25000 people a year right the demand is there only for maybe 1000 people so there has to be a scarcity value a brand is also built on a that's scarcity in, value that's interesting so once it becomes mass it becomes a commodity the value comes down and then the network the network is you want a network of peers who belong to a social group or who are high uh, achievers etc okay. and that will not be there when 20000 people come all of them are not high achievers right most most many of them will have limited ambition or limited means they will not go up the ladder because everybody doesn't go up the ladder right so there are many other things have you heard of a company called masterclass well i read about them yes so i think th- th- what you said reminded me of that they're trying to create a separate tier of premium ultra premium content blocked by a paywall which can only be accessed by people willing to spend uh, again it's a subscription service where they have the best of the best only teaching things like uh, everything from direction to video video editing to marketing everything i so, know i am but you know it will have a limited market uh, because you know there are enough good people available in the marketplace who are doing it for free for free they, youtube yeah. youtube academy youtube academy and uh, they are very good people is not that there are only 10 people in the world who are so very good that they are the dadas they are not that's not there that's not mm. there anywhere in the world in the academic world right there are mm. hundreds and thousands of people around the world very very good yeah there will yeah. be at least about 10 15 million faculty around the world and maybe 25000 are very good all 25000 are not going to be here so i think it has got a limited limited uh, uh, limited uh, utility for people uh, for very many reasons interesting so um uh, ishwar asked a question um do you think uh, education will ch- how do you think education will change going forward i think we've covered that 
will colleges and education institutions invest more in online education do you think each college will have kind of their own online um, academy or do you think that there could be a platform like byju's on which each of these thing uh, colleges could go and offer their courses kind of like what coursera does which way do you think it could go i think it will go through the way of the coursera courses being part of the curriculum because that's easier you get high quality content you don't have to spend on the content because remember everybody cannot create high quality content i mean if you look at that uh, swayam which is being done by the mhrd ministry there are so many courses where people mumble you don't want to go hear that because people are mumbling they don't know how to do you see running an online course is a specialization because you know people are short time spans you got to keep it interesting and the studio work has got to be very good the studio quality has got to be very good and it is not easy for everybody to do that so every college mm-hmm. everybody will not be able to do that so they will buy the content they'll subscribe to the content and they will use it as part of what they do and the students uh, will also subscribe in case the parents can afford it so that they get an edge because remember look at it ian you got an exam tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock it is mathematics so you uh, study then you go to sleep at 12 o'clock at 3 o'clock in the morning you wake up in a dream and you're shivering because suddenly in your dream you went to the exam and you couldn't answer the question so what do you do right so you will want a byju course with a chatbot helping you to revise and do everything else so that you get all the answers so that you grow in confidence by the time you go at 10 o'clock correct because mm. at 3 o'clock there's going to be no teacher available for you to take you through your parents can't answer the question nobody can help you out right so you know there is a there is a place for online there is a place for everything and there is a place for the classroom but i think from purely being offline it will go to maybe 30 40% online and the balance offline and that the 30 40% could be also outside the class hours um i wanted to hear quickly from you what are some of the interesting things your startups are doing how are they take how are they dealing with uh, the current situation um and maybe tips for other entrepreneurs where they could learn how could we apply things to our businesses to kind of uh, stay ahead of what's coming well most of our startups are in survival mode survival mode means they all of them understand that they must not run out of cash cash is limited and uh, they're all cutting the costs cutting salaries to everybody they're not laying off people we told them don't lay off people because you know you must stand by your people but everybody get on survival mode cut down what you spend so that when this thing ends you end up you come out winners second everybody is rethinking their strategy for the future how to create a viable business which doesn't depend on further rounds of financing because you're But not sure when you're going to get the money so create the cash become viable generate your own cash third mm. how to improve productivity what are the things that you do are not necessary how to make people more productive how to use technology uh, better fourth customer focus how to make life easier for the customers so the business grows because many of them use complicated technology which uh, you know for example uh, today you wanted me to come on instagram right i suddenly saw in my cell phone that instagram has been installed by pranav i never <laughs> used it because i never felt the need for it now i try yeah. to go there and do all i just couldn't understand how to make it work i mean i'm a i'm a i'm a, i'm not a you know well i know technology but you know i don't i mean i'm not my mind is not on this and then you know you send me a video you did everything else correct so they want yeah. to make it easier for example for zoom you just send a link i press on it and i'm on zoom yeah. on instagram you send me a link i press on it i'll go on instagram 
Why should yeah. I do all the things that you did just to yeah. come and talk to you on the show, right? So they yeah. got to think how to get customer focus, how to do things. And mm. uh, lastly, they're going to rethink the way they market and read the consumers. Because most people think online means paying Facebook, Google, enormous amount of money to get people. And all of them forget. There are hundreds of companies facing Facebook and Google. If Google is not going to give all the business to you, right? So you are spending a lot of money. So you must develop your own st strategy, how to reach uh, your customers and do it uh, effectively so that you don't spend too much money there. So at the end of it, reshape your business, rethink your strategy, make people more productive, uh, reevaluate your technology, uh, revamp the technology uh, to do all the things that you wanted to do, didn't have uh, time and uh, take a break and think through what you want to do and be in survival mode so that when you get to get up, you'll be much better. And like at Infosys, at Infosys for 25 years, we always kept enough cash on the balance sheet to meet two years expenditure. And people laughed at us. We had 30,000 crores. People laughed at us all the time. Now we look at it, you know, they're standing no. tall. They got, they got enough money to buy many people over. They built up the cash. They've been cautious. So I think people in future will build up contingencies. I mean, this is a shock because the shock, I'm not seen in all my life this kind of a shock. And it, it's nowhere is this more evident than in the airline sector with if you look at Delta United in America getting bailed out, they don't have cash to last for one month without yes. revenues. It's, yes. it's, in, it's incredible. Just, um, just think in India, whether SpiceJet and GoAir, whether they're going to come back after this happens. <laughs> they need a bailout. You know, see, they're all cash flow because they earn today, spend tomorrow. I was Definitely. reading a, a tale about a restaurant, famous restaurant in New York. And you're saying, you know, whatever I get money today, I pay for things about 30 days back. If money doesn't come, I can't pay anymore. Yeah. No, very interesting. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out the last question here from Vikram, who heads our, who's our chief storyteller, who heads our entire virtual events uh, uh, division. He says, hello, sir. Good to e-meet you. I think that is the new way to meet people now. Thank you. Um, does this mark your entry into Instagram? Ratan Tata became very active recently here too. Um, would you take the dive onto Instagram as well? Did you enjoy yourself today here? Well, I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a nice medium. And for me, what matters is I can interact with people, but I want an easier way of doing it. And what you showed me, Ayan, that, you know, I come to your, uh, whatever you call it, your address there. And then uh, you call me up and I press a button and suddenly I'm there. That is very useful. <laughs> I wish the easier way of getting, yes. I'll be there, but I'm not going to put my photographs. I'm going to put all the things now. <laughs> I mean, that's not very interesting for me because that doesn't interest me putting up my photographs and talking to people because I'm past the stage in my life. I will yeah. possibly want to use Instagram to interact with people, to talk to people, because I think it's a very good way of getting people on. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And where can people follow you if, if they want to find more of your content? What is the channel that you prefer? Is it Twitter or is it LinkedIn? Well, uh, LinkedIn, I got a lot of my articles, but my problem is I got 5,000 people waiting who want to join my network. And I I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find the time to go on clicking to put them there. That's the problem. I can't get the yes. time to go on clicking because you know you have to click for everybody and you know it's painful. So I'm going to put up your Twitter uh, over here. Okay. It's it's TV Mohandas Pai at TV Mohandas Pai. I'm sure um, a majority of the people that are watching this are already following you. 
being in Bangalore and being part of the startups uh, ecosystem. Um, but I just want to thank you again on behalf of our entire community for coming on live, being so spontaneous. I reached out to you day before yesterday and you said, let's do it at four o'clock the same day. So it's just amazing how someone who can be involved in so many different things um, could, could, could create the time to take out an entire hour to come and spend with uh, the next generation and talk to us. Um, so as, as any parting words or advice for us, a message of positivity, we have just one minute left. No, I would say dream big, achieve your dream. The world is a fabulous place. All of you will have a great life and I'm sure all of you will do well, but always keep your dream alive and dream big. Super. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining thank us, you. sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us.